and welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. As always, it is beer, metal, swearing. I am Nick Cameron of Glacially Musical, joined by my good friend, Keithy Clambake, the man who always is in the kitchen, something, something. How are we doing today? I'm good, thanks. Actually, I think now you're too loud. Ah, <laughs> now that I hear you in your vocal announcement, it's not its not the volume on your laptop. You need to go into Zoom. And I know. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing. I'm wrong buttons. I'm sorry. This is professional. Super professional. Uh, Jesus we, Christ. We can start over or we can just be ourselves. I there we go. We can okay. just be ourselves. It's fine. Turn it down a little bit. Now I can't not hear yet. you. So talk to me, buddy. Check, baby. Check, baby. Ah. One, two. Here comes the rump shaker. What the hell did I do? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Technical difficulties. Please stand by. There we go. I apologize. This is off the rails. Beer metal swearing and stupidity. Uh, I'm fucked this. Beer check. Uh, Today I am drinking a Founders Old Dirty Bastard Scotch Ale. Beer metal swearing. As we do, really called old dirty bastard Scotch Ale Founders Brewing, my friend. Is it really ODB? ODB. Oh, shit. no, really? That's very Uh, dark for you. You never drink such a dark beer. I do. I uh, it's 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 falls fallen and it's time to get off the IPAs a little bit. Okay, I was gonna Uh, the the beer of my homeland. Yeah, I was gonna drink which homeland is that? Scotland, but I'm okay, I thought St. Louis. I um no, this is know, for Michigan. I was gonna drink a stout today, unusual for me, but I figured you were gonna pick on me, so I didn't. Oh uh, yeah, this is this is what happens. Uh, I have an IPA to drink. I have a drink, <laughs> a beer. I have never had, and I'm not a huge fan of the juicy tropical citrusy, which it says on the can. But this is Palm Sway from Coronado Brewing, an Palm IPA. Palm Sweat, lovely. Palm Sway, IPA. Island style India pale ale. And I'm going to pop this from a distance because it seems like every week when I pop it right in front of the mic, we Wet get nothing. So let's see if this happens. One, two, pop. There we go. We got we it pop. this time. So I think what happens is the too close to the sensitive, fine podcast mic fucks it up. And now the pour. Let's see how we do. I'm going to try to pour this on screen. That's a big can. It is. It is a big can. I need a big amount of beer tonight. And it's going to apologize. I have been in grandpa's cough syrup all day. So Yikes. I am out there. I am sick. I woke up with a tickle on Monday. Could not speak on Tuesday. Coughing my lungs up on Thursday. This is such a bad pour. I'm going to have to wait to sip it. So anyway, just moving right along. Uh, vinyl check for you, my friend. All right. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, saw the toasters. So I had to pick up a toasters record. Dope. Uh, also bought the wife a shirt. Uh, got it signed by Mr. Bucket. I believe his first name is Tim. Although it looks like he wrote Buckle. We're going to let that go. Um, pretty snazzy. It's uh, yellow with a little bit of whatever. I mean, you know, of course, it kind of looks like beer colored. Yeah. Got that two-tone ska colors and all that kind of business. My my wife and I, our very first date, or I'm sorry, our third date was a Toasters concert, so surprised her when they came to town. Uh, another band that week, however, impressed me, which was a local St. Louis band called Orange Tree. The album was Fixing Stupid. 
they uh, had been on hiatus for 20 years. And then, of course, the record is orange because they're orange tree. Uh, if you are familiar with MU330, the lead singer was the singer of MU330 for a time before they were remotely famous. So the Toaster's record does not have any insert or anything. We've got a nice little lyric sheet and all that business here. So pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. I'm happy with it. Does that not constitute as an insert? I thought those were inserts. No, the toaster's record has no insert. Oh, the toaster's record has no insert. What's up with the urge? Is Steve Ewing just retired? Are they not coming no, back? No, Steve Ewing makes hot dogs now. I know, but I'm saying like, where's yeah, the Steve's music hot at? dogs. Uh, he does, uh, the, the urge is retired. There is the Steve Ewing band. Uh, the urge does like two or three shows a year. So Okay. It's a semi-retirement then. Uh, they come out for the nostalgia once a year. I see. I see. Once twice a year. I am legitimately curious. I would love to see them one more time. Does Steve's band do the Urge music or no? No, no. It no. is not the Urge. Or, that, uh, I once saw Steve's band. It might have just been Steve actually playing an acoustic at uh, the Tin Can, which no longer exists, sadly to say, on uh, Paps Blue Ribbon Beer Night, where a PBR was a quarter. That is dangerous. Yeah, I went up and I'm like, you know, two beers. She's like, 50 cents. And I'm like, 10 beers. That's it, sir. Here's a fiber. Just you hip your rest. bartender with that extra fucking loot. Um, Same uh, thing happened when I saw uh, Left Lane Cruiser. It was uh, quarter stag night. So it was just, okay, buddy, as I'm getting beer, I'm coming back. I got a fiber. You come back and you're just like, whatever, guys. Killer. Killer. Uh, is that your two vinyls? That's all I got this week. Uh, all right. I have one this week. I'm back on my linear bullshit. So I have uh, Caven's new record, Heavy Pendulum, back in order of receipt that I ordered quite a while back. This was my number one album of the year re- until just recently when The Machine Head came out. This album's awesome. I highly recommend it for people. Uh, it did come with an insert. It came with this fancy uh, Heavy Pendulum. I think it's a lyric book. Yep, it's a illustrated lyric book, which you won't appreciate here on this video if you're watching on the YouTubes, but there's a little portion of it. And it does come on this beautiful vinyl. By the way, when we were discussing my Motorhead vinyl last week, you were correct. The label says Oxblood. Oh, it was the correct. Look color. at me. You were right. Speaking of last week, uh, Keefe pointed out to me today that he felt I was, oh, that is gorgeous. That is a gorgeous record. Nice translucent red. Keefe and I were texting and he said I was unnecessarily harsh on Born Dead. I would like to defend my position. One of the things that we quote frequently and far too much, I think, is the fictionalized version of Lester Banks. And what did he say in that movie? Honest and unmerciful. I love body count. Look right above my right hand shoulder here. I'm rocking the. Oh yeah, we'll end the body count strong because their last three records have been terrific, and their last two have been better than terrific. But no, I just felt like, I don't know. Um, I am. We're allowed to disagree. In fact, I prefer when we disagree because it's it's lame for the listener. You and I are just jacking off on everything we like. The next series is dangerously going to be close to a. Uh, spunk fest because oh, it, no it will be it will be i mean i'm not gonna make any apologies for that because the greatest band ever is the greatest band ever but like it's I fine when ready, we disagree ready to spooge on that camera because it's gonna be white I, and gross i just think like 
and we'll get into it today. Again, this record has highs that are very high and very bad bottoms, right? And we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But okay, like, completely, agree. we can now, disagree. I just think like you were piling on on Hey Joe too much. I I, listen, I listened back to it. I was like, I don't hear a defense in your position. You just hate it. Like you're allowed to just hate things, also. But I you just that, I just hate it. I was like, that's not a good answer. And that was your like. Okay, I just that's hate fair. It. Completely fair. One, I thought it was lazy that it was put on the record. The record was already a bit longer than it needed to be, so it did not need to be there. Two, I felt Ice's vocals were very weak. I will pump Ice-T's tires all day long when he is deserving of it. Ice-T is a big boy. He is a strong boy. He is a successful boy. He can take my criticism, theoretically. We'll get into that on track one. However, I thought Hey Joe was unnecessary, and I thought, I, I thought it was a poor performance. I thought that that was Ice-T's worst vocal performance for Body Count. Then I heard this week's record. Yo, Bada Vink. I was going to just say, like, I'm the, I'm the, I think the performance of the vocals was fine. I thought the lyrics were kind of cheaped out on, on the last record. They're better on this record relatively. I was, oh, I was just talking about Hey Joe. Oh, I meant the whole record. Like, I think, I think on the whole. So, this just to just to prove that I can be objective also about somebody I love and appreciate. Um, none of these, none of this era of body. Like, spoiler alert: none of this era of body count is their best work. It's all coming. In the, their in the, best it, work. We're is not going to do it. Later. We're not getting to those records except maybe a touch on them at the end. And we already touched on them at the beginning. But I'm just going to say, like, I actually think, for whatever reason, the lyrics were left short shrifted on the last record and his vocals were fine but i, I would completely agree with that well i i, I think the hey last joe. except <laughs> hey joe I, I think the last album was just largely unfocused and unfinished the 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 seeds were there it just didn't get to grow except for hey joe i just think i think his vocals did not match the quality of the music on that one and that is my biggest complaint there so that's all but let's see any news we want to talk about merciful fate it has announced their tour as everybody knows as you predicted the, the queen fate. the queen has died you want to i mean fate. like i have no stake in that game the only royal Just, i ever liked I the only royal i ever liked was diana but to my many british friends somehow grieving about this wealthy powerful not powerful family um, you know, I'm sorry if you're feeling sad today. I know she was basically when it's something is like a fixture in your life. Oh, she was always there. So like, I get it. But like, historically, eh. monarchies, royals, not my favorite. Um, Look, I, I'm just saying that there are English people that listen to this. Yes, for if sure. You're, so I am not going to go into a giant eulogy of Queen Elizabeth II. No. She has been a constant in my life. Always heard about her. Now we have King Charles, the whatever, who cares? Enjoy it. Coronation Day is coming. His whole life for this. <laughs> I know, right? Your mom's so, gone, but now you're the king. So, like, I've always mm, actually wondered about that. Joy, how, sorrow. How do you deal with that? How, you're like, oh, like that, like the song in, in Lion King. I just can't wait to be king. Oh, my dad's dead though. I love that dude, but he's. Right. Uh, I don't know. Right, anyway. Black Panther. My father is dead, and I'm to be crowned king. Shit. You know, no good. Yeah. Um, back, I, also, I brought back the wall. The wall's a permanent fixture again. Now that don't tear down out. the wall. Build up this wall. Mm-hmm. He's got it handy. Oh, I can't reach it. 
it's there it's somewhere. Behind, it's behind my butt. It's my all three of them are behind my butt. Wait a minute. Wait, whoop, whoop. Yeah, here we go. As it should be for Nick's house. Um yeah, someday oh, my God. house will look like that. I have a lot of copies of the wall. You uh, do. I have two by Roger, two by Floyd, and then one by just rando dudes. That's maybe that's one of the best ones. Um, oh, it's amazing! Truly amazing. Yeah, we'll so, skip, we'll skip the uh, Pink Floyd news for the week. Although we uh, we do have the animals is impending yes. receipt of the new version of animals, which I'm beyond excited for. It's the only excitement in my life right now, except for this pod. I and, am. Um, thrilled to hear animals 2018 this is very much like the money python pre-money python show at last the 1948 show which came out in 1967 as a joke so it's the exact same thing except roger is the jerk i'm uh, gonna uh, just so everybody knows and this is one case where roger is legitimately a jerk other cases that people think he's being a jerk i think he's not so bad but i don't want to court any more controversy than we already have and we're going to with this album and we already did with cop killer but i will say this i am going to listen to that record the first time through while reading those mother fudging liner notes because Look, i want to know you... what wow was uh, okay uh remember the spunking it basically those liner notes and i got through about three paragraphs of the 78 paragraphs which is completely unnecessary <laughs> oh super <laughs> Um, and it's just Roger spunking on his own self, and it doesn't make sense because, like, no, it does honestly, not. the music speaks for itself. Yes, it does. It's kind of interesting. Like, maybe a discussion we'll have for that series spoiler is maybe a discussion that's worth having is the minimalism of animals. Is there okay, you know, versus well, the maximalism of the wall, but that's a topic for another time. Okay, just planning okay. to see out loud in a podcast form. Keefe has dropped the ball, so I'm going to pick it up no, and run with no it a little bit. No, ball dropping. Nobody has. No, we talked okay. about doing a Floyd series for a long time. No, I know. You dropped it like it's hot, so I'm going to finish it up. Our next major series is actually going to be a series on animals, as there will be two min- minimum of two versions of animals along with the tour. Okay. We're going to do a three-week series on Animals, the album, Animals 2018, in animals, the Montreal show that inspired the wall. Because you know that's, what? That's, let's. Just, I think that's very good. That's a really good idea. Let's just uh, let's just take Roger and all of his. I'm singing a fucking song here. So that mm-hmm. is what's coming up next. People saw more Roger than they ever wanted to in that tour. Uh, that oh. Toronto, Toronto, Montreal. Which one? Montreal. Montreal. Montreal sorry. Montreal steak seasoning. No worries. That Roger sauce and steak seasoning. Hey, oh. So, yeah, I don't have much else to say. Shirt check time. Do we skip the shirt check? Sure. Uh, I, got my, I got my Metallica something harvester. Which one is this? No, Injustice for All. I can't remember. I mean, uh, they do a shirt for every song now, so I can't keep up. It kind of looks like the Pope. I don't know. I see a little bandage on top of the skelly. Uh, it looks I- like one of the girls from The Shining after de- decomposition oh maybe but apparently this is somehow injustice for all yeah of course puss had though i mean puss had everything that was one of the best collabs the, the fact that they still work with that dude today is incredible he just did a skate deck with his work from uh you're in the life of metallica with love skate mag and uh yeah man puss had all day puss had everything my favorite Metallica shirt ever is a reload shirt that Pusshead did. It's the best thing about the reload tour. 
is that shirt. And I still have it somewhere. It's a piece of I did not buy a reload shirt. Mm. I bought a load tour shirt, which was, I believe, on the load again. And if memory serves, <clears throat> reload was poor touring me. Could have yes. Poor retouring me. Oh. oh, that was the second one. Funny story, just a quick anecdote. I was less than 10 feet away from Lars Ulrich this week in San Francisco. His sons opened for the Melvins, Taipei Houston. Hmm. Melvins kicked off their tour in San Francisco. It was amazing. And um, we are the Asteroid is a band you should check out. I was summarily blown away by them. But Taipei Houston is Lars's two sons in a two-piece band. Sort of less metal and more alternative rock. Noisy, I, I dig heavy, those, I dig those two-piece bands. They're all, it's like if Black Cobra was Jane's Addiction. That's what I compared them to. And it's not bad. They're, I mean, they're, you know, judged slowly. They're young adults. They're just forming. They just started this in the last couple of years. Uh, bass and drums, no guitar. Bass with a lot of effects. And um, Oh, yeah. Oh, they pulled the Nomads. They did. And uh, it's quite good. And they're well-received, not just because it was a hometown gig, and then We Are the Asteroid was the middle band, very Melvin'sy, and then Melvin's doing a big, big set, deep cuts, hour and a half, all good stuff. Was it hour and a half in a club is a good number. Yeah, hour and a half, and, and it's a big club, biggish, smallish, go. big club. And uh, like I said, Lars and his wife were a few feet away from me. And when one, when his sons came over after the show to check in, he hugged them and he like fell into their midriff because he's this tall and they're this tall. For people listening on the podcast, I just made a length difference with my hands. Um, but anyhow, that's that's my story. Uh, you know, uh, shirt, my shirt checks, your shirt checks, Metallica. I have another Meth Syndicate shirt. This is looks like the Guns N' Roses logo, but it says Seal Kiss from a Rose because I'm funny and life is a, life is a joke and death is the punchline, as Amigo the Devil likes to say. And with that, up a, I just burped up a booger. Yikes. Ew. That's gross. I don't know. um, Sorry, sorry. I don't know if I don't like this beer or it's just that I really just don't like juicy IPAs and I should stop buying them. Yeah, Um, it's like hazy IPAs, right? All of the IPAs are going hazy, so I'm trying to like convert myself and it's rough. It's just not, and the tropical, the tropical juicy hazy is right out. It just tastes like a, tastes like a rotten orange. (laughs) Kind of. An orange, with, a lemon you left in the fridge too long that you then with a, to squeeze into your tea. With a lot of hops. It just yeah, doesn't, I mean, it it's work. not a bad beer. It's not a bad beer. I'm just thinking my own taste is pivoting yeah. away from this ver- like style. And so it's not a bad beer at all. And I like the brand and like it's smooth going down. This would be good with a meal. Uh, I'm going to have dinner after this. And so it might work with the dinner uh, for the second can. But like, I just, it's just not my vibe. I think that's what it is. How about you? I was going to say the uh, Dirty Bastard Scotch style ale, eight and a half percent ABV. Burns going down and it puts a fire in your kilt. Fair enough. Um, and being, so, you know, of, of Scottish descent, I uh, still wondering if I could, I'd like to pull off a kilt. I don't know if I can do it though. I'd want to try. You know what? My, my, I'm not going there. Um, let's move forward before Yikes. I start talking way too much about my crotch which nobody wants to hear again grandpa's cough syrup i'm sorry yo Uh, can end up like heroin bob bob never did drugs in his life died of a drug overdose be careful with what you take what and this beer you know never saw slc punk (laughs) i'm sad for you 
Never saw what now? SLC Punk. No, I haven't. Oh, it's coming off of HBO Max very soon. You should go see it. I don't have HBO Max. Okay. Uh, so anyway, without further ado, beer check, vinyl check, shirt check, news check. Time for the album. Uh, uh, the, the last, uh, merciful, mercifully last body count early era album. Um, a lot of stuff you know going what? on. I, I'm going to say that we really screwed the pooch on this series because the last three right but i wanted to do body i want to do the first record which is still i know you want to do the first record important. And you have to go in I, order you can't I'm, skip i'm a so, Virgo and i can't get out of no, it's, it's it's fine you do you and i will follow there's a nap uh, i don't, I don't think it I, I i mean like i don't think these records they were worse records we've listened to together like this is yeah, the worst oh, shit yeah. i've ever heard and like when they're on they're on. And I think what happens is, I will say this, one of the reasons, again, I said it at the top of the episode, and then it will like, you know, again, to me, these things all factor. So like, if you go to produce the record yourself, and you're not good at this, you're not good at self-editing, you let everything pass. So not knocking Ice and Ernie C, but like if you produce your own record, and no one is there to check on you and tell you, yo, this isn't good enough, you just put it out, and you think it's good enough. It's, so, okay, before, okay, that is a great, great Great point. Name two artists that are good at self-editing and self-production. Um, Paige Hamilton of, of Helmet and, you know, Michael Ackerfeld of Opeth. Do you know who we didn't mention? Who didn't we mention? Any, we did not mention any of our absolute favorite bands. No, none, probably none of them. And I, I will say this, I think probably individually david gilmore and roger waters have proven to be able to pr produce their own albums i don't think they could have produced a pink floyd album alone because the band would not have uh, roger's it. best record was the one not produced by him so roger has not proved he's proven that he can make a passable record but he cannot make a great record and you don't like david so that's that's not no. that is not true you don't like david He's a bad, he's the ace really in Pink Floyd. I could kill you for that. I never get over it. I'm never gonna let that one go. What's this? Yeah, yeah, I know you have the albums. That's I appreciate your patronage, but like respect the man, respect the work, respect the gift. Um, yeah, that's fine. I know you got them all. You don't have to take them out. It's not a flex. The listeners of the podcast can't appreciate this. That's fair. Um, no, I, I love David. I just yeah. think that. I, yeah. I yeah. you got to be able to self-edit. Metallica can't self-edit clearly. Oh, hell no. Other so like so for for the new record. So like if you know, Born Dead suffered from a lot of problems lyrically, performance, some of the songs. You know, I wouldn't say performance. That is the one area it did not, it didn't fail on for me. Production, but so on this record at least. So the, so a few more years pass by. Ice is making more movies. Ice is doing a solo record. And then the band hits a lot of turmoil, okay? So, like, let's not forget about the fact that one of the members dies making the record. They just found him dead in his apartment of leukemia. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the story is behind that, if he didn't know he had it or he did know and he didn't say or was getting treatment. We'll never know until I get to talk to Ice one day again and ask him. I didn't – I had, like, 30 seconds with him when I met him uh, last, and I didn't have time to ask questions. I was just, like, thankful. But – um. Yeah, Beatmaster V dies in the middle of making the record. There's a lot of stuff going on with the band into inner and outer uh, during this time. 
but Howard Benson is on to produce. So like those that don't know who Howard Benson is, most of your favorite metal albums and most of your favorite hardcore and metal albums were produced by Howard Benson in the 90s and the early aughts. And now he's doing a lot of pop stuff. So now he did like Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato and, you know, like, so now he's got like loot, but he had produced hundreds of hardcore metal albums before this and like Living Color and like Biohazard, like a lot of good stuff, right? He's well respected. So he comes in and he's producing this record and they have to bring in a backup drummer at some point because this guy who wrote the record can't record it because he passed during making it, played on some of it. Um, you know, typical, a lot of a lot of similar ice themes. Again, violence, racism, pimping, uh, misogyny, all his favorite topics are here. Not not to good, not to good levels. Uh, front album cover just triple downs on everything with the BC as done by the Bloods and Crips. Uh, hand signals could be considered a move of unity, could be considered derisive, could be considered uh, inflammatory, depending on who your point of view. Like, why would this be allowed? Also kind of cool that he did it. Also, like, if if you're local and this has deep meaning to you, you might be enraged by this. But Ice-T is probably like the one guy who's a popular you know, pop culture icon who could get away with angering the underground and not fearing a reprisal. Um, I think officially he was a crip and not a blood, but maybe he never was any of them. I don't know. Um, and that's I, kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But uh, I think this is, you know, and, and then of course this happened, you got to like imagine. So like Cop Killer happens in the wake of Rodney King and a bunch of other things. And Born Dead is just more, uh, even though it's not as lyrically deep, it is more of a, you know, a missive on racist history and like sort of inborn institutionalized racism. And then so Violent Demise, The Last Days, is definitely absolutely colored by the O.J. Simpson trial and verdict, right? The entirety of <sighs> in the year, This is made in the year following the chase, the arrest, and the trial and probably not the civil trial yet, but like, I hear you sighing. I don't necessarily want to talk a lot about O.J. Simpson or this thing, but you can't run away from it. There's a whole song about it. Um, I, I will say simply this, and we have talked about, you know, songs about horrific things. We have talked about, you know, motivations and consternations and, and all the other Asians that you can think of. But I... I this felt sympathetic on the wrong side. You know, this album, and I had never heard this album before today. And there were a lot of things on this record coming out of ice and the best way I can describe it is he sounded like a wounded animal lashing out, trying to hurt everyone and it, when if we get into the track by track the first track is an interview where somebody says born dead wasn't very good and it ends with him murdering the interviewer for saying that and i'm like wow uh i thought you were hard i thought you were tough where you could take a little criticism justified or no 
I mean, Ice Ice T before the first body count record, before the second body count record, is a legitimate legend in the game, a major movie star, and on his way to be a major television star. And you can't take some dudes going, eh, this album kind of blows. You get it as a joke, right? You get that that whole skit is every is skit, it? every skit on here is a joke. You get on all his records is a joke. You get that, right? Like humor. No, I don't. I didn't get that this time. Okay, well, you're being a little too sensitive. I would also say you made I could a be. really I could be. you made a really good point about the OJ song, which is I used to love her, and I have a really good counter to that when we get to it. All right. I'm going to say I first I thought I thought I agreed with you, and then I can tell you how he it's subtle. It should have been more pronounced, but actually, I think he's actually not. He's not. We'll get I to want to hear that. Let's yeah. roll to the track by track. Let's get that. All right. Because I want to. I, I, I want. I, I want this. Uh, shit. What's the word? I'm losing my personal capacity. Uh, using too many big words. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Oh, let's go. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's go. Um, Interview Kiss starts Go. it off. You don't like it. I, I think it's funny. I'm a journalist and I think it's funny. I think he's making jokes. I think it's it's meant it's there's a little more humor in this one than the last one. I think it's a there little, was no humor in the last one. None. And I think there's a little more self-awareness and humor. And I think you got to give him a little more credit than you have been. But OK, fine. Entirely possible. You're, Entirely so you're possible. also a journalist. And as a journalist, I should be offended that he would kill a journalist for having something cross to say. I think it's more of a case of like, that's the gangster answer to everything. Papow. Not, you know, not like, let's discuss it. No. All right, fair. And fair, also, fair. let's just be real. No labels, publicists, or bands want to hear a bad review ever. They want to get their ass kissed. They want to hear that you think they're brilliant geniuses who fart snowflakes and unicorn kisses and they I don't snowflakes. And, and they don't want to know that you didn't like something they did. So if he's reacting, his whole career has been on the defensive and it's had to accept the acting career and it's had to be. And maybe even the acting career, he's been in some terrible movies, but okay. Um, the first actual track is My Way featuring Raw Breed. It's got great riffs. Uh, it's not the strongest song ever, but it's a pretty good first heavy metal punk heavy track on the album to me. I liked it. After hearing uh, Born Dead was the last thing I heard by this band, this track was music to my ears. It was mana from heaven. It was angry. It was punk. It was crossover. It was slinky. It was of the time. It was for the time, which makes it dated. But it was still a good track. I loved this one. Right. And just to, just to again, this is 1997. Uh, and... It, sort of not adhering to any of the post grunge of the time. This is a straight up punk and metal record it's, and rap record. It's not trying to be anything else. I would argue I there is a little bit of new metal. Well, I mean, like new metal is copying Ice T. Like that's my point. Okay, that's I think, fair. Like, okay. I think like new metal, the rock rap influence that Ice T had all along, influences Rage Against the Machine, influences Biohazard, influences Corn, influences Faith No More. I think that's undeniable. So that's so we have now gotten into the very serious meta enigma wrapped inside a riddle, which is awesome. But you know what's not awesome? Stripper intro. Yeah, this is bad. So stripper intro and strippers tracks three and four. These are 
this is, you know, I get it. Again, there's a lot of hip hop culture where women are disposable things for our enjoyment. Strippers in particular are, you know, we just did the whole Motley Crue run where it's like they have songs about strippers. They alternately talk about treating them bad and loving them. Uh, I don't think there's any love on here. I think, again, misogyny, sexuality, sex, sexism. These are all things that are used by Ice historically in all his music. He was celebrated for it. He's also derided for it. This is bad. Um, I kinda, this, say... is, this is kind of like the be- this is like the incel take on strippers. Like you're here for my enjoyment, but also like, no, what I really wanted was like a girlfriend, not a stripper. So it's like, then you're in the wrong place. You didn't uh-huh. go to the strip club looking for a girlfriend for unconditional love and uh, attention on your parts. You pay a stripper it's sex work it's fine work there's no problem with that no problem with strippers but like you know i just don't understand the whole tact of the song but then again very in line with everything else in hip-hop and rock and how women are treated not good i'm gonna say this and only this about this song it has the line don't make me rape you horrible yeah terrible and it's very subtle right it's like in there it's just plugged in there i would not call it subtle i thought it was pretty Pretty forward. It's pretty terrible. It's pretty it's terrible. And many and many and many sex workers are abused and other things and you know not protected. So very bad. Very bad. Bad bad. bad. Um brings the whole album down, takes me right out of the awesomeness of my way, ruined by this whole first thing. Anyway, Nailed it. Trying to move forward. Violent Demise, the quasi-semi-title track next to the last track, right? You would say the violent demise and last days or maybe companion yeah. songs. Yeah. Violent Demise is decent, right? It's not the greatest, most original thing I have ever heard, but it's solid, got the right length. It's, uh, you know, under four minutes, which is good to me, the sweet spot for this music. And there's a little more, uh, uh, did I skip one? I skipped Truth or Dead, didn't I? I did. Truth or Death is next and is not a great track. (laughs) And then Violent Demise. The thing about the next two songs is I was very much like, removed you know as we discussed in the first episode of the series body count is grindhouse that's his word for it and and that's a great way of describing later records where i don't have to suspend disbelief it's disbelief it's a movie it's whatever it's fine but some of the stuff on this record cuts way too close to the bone and stripper intro and stripper were there and it just it pushed me back it repulsed me and i have been i think i've been very clear about how i feel about dealing with fictionalized sexual assault and there's a lot of that on this record which really takes me out of it and yet you love gore who also does a lot of fictionalized yeah, sexual yeah, assault, including but, on stage. But Quar is Quar. It's not real. Why is it okay for monsters in costumes and not okay for the black guy? I mean, it's not about racism, but I'm just saying. No, like, it's it's totally it's because Guar doesn't seem real. They're aliens from nowhere. Death metal is not real, but sings about dismembering women in the most horrific ways. I don't listen. Uh, to rap does to the that, same but... thing. So, like, I'm with I you. Know, I hate you know. the. I'm with you. The songs are deplorable. The two tracks are awful, and they don't add anything. When he's a very smart, articulate, cool guy, 
I understand when he talks about pimping because he was a pimp. I understand the dynamic between like a rich guy who's sexually frustrated and a stripper. And I understand about this mentality that, you know, the patriarchy has about women sex workers. All of that is legit. And he and can what, do better because he's talented and articulate and and smart. He can do better. He just didn't. And absolutely so, correct. Also and took me am, out of the album. What I am hoping for is that this is like Angel of Death. And that, that is a, I think that is the song we use as our touchstone more than anything else in, in, in the world of metal. Because we all know Jeff Haneman is not saying... Joseph Mengele is fucking great. He's just singing a song, giving his book report. Here's his term paper. This is what he did. And you know what? Maybe the problem is when Ice did it, it was too convincing. You know, maybe. 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 I've also seen him in person with his wife and daughter. Doesn't seem like the same guy. Like, just doesn't seem like the same guy. I don't know. I want to believe that's what I want to believe. Right. I want to believe that he is looking at these kinds of people negatively. But man, it is so fucking convincing. Yeah. That and, it, that it yeah. Gives, and that's why Guar doesn't bother me because Guar is so ridiculous that I can't take it seriously. And we talk about, you know, the deplorable death metal shit. To the best of my knowledge, and I can't understand most of these dudes, to the best of my knowledge, I don't listen to that. Don't quote me, because I'm probably wrong. I but. mean, again, George George Corpse Grinder Fisher is one of the sweetest people I have ever met. Frank the Tank from Suffocation, nice, normal guy, otherwise, when he's not on stage. And uh, it goes on and on. But I'm with you. I understand. There's a comedy aspect. I think they were going for comedy and they missed completely because there's nothing funny about rape at all. I'm not defending him. I'm not defending these tracks. I'm not defending any of the tracks we've taught. Actually, if you go back and listen to these other two episodes, when we've discussed these tracks, you hear that I'm down on them, right? Like I'm not promoting or praising them. I praise Hey Joe because I think that was really great, but like you didn't. But like, oh, absolutely uh, these, correct. These songs are not, not. These songs are not standing him for these songs. They're bad and awful I, and yeah, terrible. Completely. Take, I am not. Take. I do not think for a second you're like going, oh man, this stripper song is fucking amazing. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, no, 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 terrible, horrible. And I've known strippers, by the way, and sex workers, and so they're all I, wonderful. I mean, I, I used to when I worked in Vitamin people. World. I when I worked in Vitamin World, I, I was a manager for there for like three years. They would come in to buy their diet pills from me. Lovely people, diet always, pills. always paid in ones. Diet pills, Mama's which was helper. which was great because I always needed ones. Ones with traces of cocaine. On I, look, I didn't lick them. I hope not. That would be weird. They were put on places on their bodies that it needed. Oh, wash, gee, you know, oh moving on. Moving a wash. On. So truth or death is not good. No. Violent okay. Demise is better and not bad. Pretty do- decent. Yeah. The, the thing about this album is there are a lot of great riffs and a lot of very terrifying lyrics from Ice. Well, that's what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, like, okay. But when it moves forward later on, like, you know, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road from this album, it's yeah, a this, much yeah, this better album's 25 way. years old this yeah. year. You know, when um, Manslaughter comes out, Manslaughter is obviously a satire. 
And that's why manslaughter works. Okay. Um, so now we get into the interesting, this is, this is a very long album, but it's, there's a lot of segues and interludes and stuff. But I will say these next couple of tracks, they're not necessarily great, but they're interesting. So I wanted to talk for a second about Bring It to Pain. Bring It to Pain is also not a great track. He's going for an interesting approach where he does like a spoken word thing. Drops the and rape word again. He's rape word again, terrible, unacceptable, bad. I like the I like the song. I wish it was not about this. I like he approached the song in a cool, different way than he has ever approached anything. I just wish it wasn't. It was. It's more of a song about sexual dominance. It's not about. I know. I I know what it is. Down. But when you drop that phrase, I agree. It's a slap in my face. I understand. And I I don't mean that like you're insulting me or disrespecting me, but it's just like yeah. all of a sudden, you know, it it takes me out. A, a good metal song is frankly deplorable. Uh, the, the, I mean, I'm not going to say it isn't. I mean, you know, you know how, how's your feeling on most of Wasp's catalog? You never, you I, never hear me talk about them, right? You know why? Not a fan, right? Don't, I don't. I've never listened to Wasp, and I've never listened to them. I'm really surprised at this because, like, I figured you would at least listen to them because, like, no, and you must frankly, know the hits. Like, you can't, you don't know. No, the hits. I, I really don't. And right. frankly, I'm not a I've, fan of Blackie. I think he's lyric for for a guy who's supposedly some reformed born again Christian. The majority of his lyrics historically are not good. Yeah, Donald Trump was a born again Christian too. So. Yeah, well, supposedly. And, yeah, he supposedly. was once. He was everything once. Anyway, yeah, I know, right. Uh, so bring it to pain. I said my piece, not good. Um, novel, it, it, novel approach musically would like to see it done again in a different form. This this song could have been great, and that's kind of how I feel about this record. Whole record, yeah, that's fair. Could have been great. The pieces are there, and then all of a sudden, and I, and I think, if I'm being honest, I feel like this is a reaction to Cop Killer because. Oh, I can't say cop killer, but I can say rape, 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 and you don't bat a fucking eye. Maybe that uh, says a lot about our culture, especially you know, maybe nineties. The maybe there's a statement there. My God, I want to find whatever redeeming quality I can. Yeah, there's there's some coming. There's some because coming. this this album grossed me out. Yeah, that's fair, and that's Sorry. rough. Wasn't my intention. No, and I, uh, I didn't know what was... I'm listening to it. Like, ah! And then I'm like, uh, ah! Yeah. And that, that was, that's me on this album. So, here, so here's a fun... So mu- the next thing's a little tiny in music business interlude, which again, it, based on all the things we discussed, he has every right to be having, angry. You know, angry with the music industry, as does everybody. Again, music business, not music friendship. Copyright Correct. Cafe 2020. Um. Then I used to love her. Again, you said a really brilliant thing. So I used to love her is about the OJ Simpson case and trial. Mm-hmm. You said a really brilliant thing a few minutes ago. Oh, when thank I give you. Credit when credit is due. You were like, it seemed like he's standing it, and I, and it's supposed to. And then there's an interlude three quarters of the way through the song where he goes, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. Not guilty. Got a bloody glove. Dude is all bloody. Got the Broncos bloody." evidence dna call up robert call up shapiro call up johnny cochran guy's guilty like he literally says he's guilty in the song after he runs down all the evidence in 10 seconds so 
which is a very interesting take considering again like i don't think people today appreciate like if Carson Daly was accused of double murder or Jerry Seinfeld was accused of double murder homicide you couldn't you like you can't fathom how popular and humongous a personality OJ Simpson was on everybody's TV 5 months a year every Sunday doing football and he was, he was beloved in the, he was he a was beloved the, comedy movie star he was one yeah. of the best paid endorsed athletes or former athletes of all time still yeah, to this was, day, including was, Jordan. He's on the level of a Jordan before Jordan. I remember when it came out that he was indicted and it was like, holy shit. Yeah, Hertz Renicar. His deal with Hertz was personally negotiated by the former CEO of the company at the time that he was aligned with them. So, like, for him, and again, like, whatever you feel about OJ, I think he's a clown and like nobody has thumbed their nose at the justice system better or worse than him, depending on your point of view. I think the song firmly is in two camps i in the words of chris rock i'm not saying he should have killed her but i understand which is a bad take and is a funny bit for comedy i'm not making a joke about two people getting murdered and decapitated horribly i actually i'm gonna float a really fun conspiracy theory in a second also that is actually fun uh i think on one hand he's saying like i uh, like the rage of being like your ex moving on with their life and abandoning you i get that on the other side, he definitely called him guilty by the end of the song. So he's like, this is what happens, and this is what it drives a person to. I don't think he's saying he's not promote OJ is innocent and this is bullshit. He's saying, look at what happened. Understand this guy's feelings. He shouldn't have did what he did, but his feelings are not inappropriate. Just you don't act on them. That's what a normal person does. You get mad, and then you move on. Let them live their life. Move on. He was rich. He had other women. He had other women while he was with Nicole you know non he started with seeing nicole while he was married to his first wife he's crazy um and then and then again the whole justice system and literally they you with an appreciation of the law you have to agree the hypocrisy of the american legal system where they have all the evidence and they still the corrupt comps of la still screwed up the case because they were they had all the evidence they needed and it wasn't enough to just have all the evidence and almost a confession and everything but a confession, all the circumstantial evidence they needed to place him, in, you know, in the crime. Look, I could but spend all, but, the next 35 minutes telling yeah. you about cases where they had all the evidence. Yeah. Fucked up. We're going to so, yeah, totally. whip through this after this because the rest of the album's not as deep or as interesting as this song. Or good. But I'm going to say, like, I used to love is also a good track. And I do believe by the end of the track, he is calling OJ guilty and mocking the proceedings and mocking the police for not being able to get a conviction because they're so hapless and racist. I think that's his point of this song. Okay. You know what? I appreciate that point of view because I need it. And look, I don't think ice is a misogynist. I don't think ice would, you know, and I needed the two earlier songs, which I mentioned, and I'm not going to say out loud, you know, why took me, out of it's you know took me out of the story and then this song comes up and it punches me in the gut again and i appreciate i i appreciate that perspective because i don't think for a second that anybody believes oj is innocent and i surely did not want to hear oj being being treated as a sympathetic figure by someone that who i whom i genuinely respect so 
Thank you. That's and Juice is a clown, and let's just call you know, OJ's a clown, and he has clowned himself multiple times, and a whole bunch of other things. But like, yeah, I just think it's super. It, like, and if you look at it in that guise, it's very much in line with Cop Killer and a lot of Born Dead, because again, it's these these recurring themes of like. You can have all the evidence, but your racism and hatred is going to be your folly anyway. I'm not promoting the murder. I'm not promoting OJ. Fuck OJ. No, but like no, you know, makes... I don't. Th- and I think again, Ice T basically says he's guilty. Fun theory time for ten seconds. I always yeah. thought that OJ didn't commit the murder. His son did. His his son from his first marriage. He cheated on his mother with Nicole. His he, his son did the murder, and OJ and AC covered it up. And okay. I think the same thing with OJ's OJ's uh, break-in and kidnapping in 2007. He took the blame for his dumb thug friends because he could take a, pa- a fall and go to jail because he's rich, and they couldn't. This is this guy's pattern. He's done it before. He'd do it again probably in his lifetime. Like, I think his son actually murdered Nicole Brown Simpson and, and Ron Goldman. Just my thoughts. We can All discuss right, move, it another time. Moving on. Let's and also, a lost opportunity up. to sample Guns N' Roses on a used to lover with that title. Completely um, agree. Root of all evil, meh, not meh. a lot of strong feelings, not a great song. It's, you know, it, it's about he, money. Yeah, it's about money and how you don't really need it. Okay, great. Get that. Uh, Dead Man Walking better. So I think it's a lot of like up downs on this record, like really low lows. I'm just going to point out in that song, narratively speaking, he said five consecutive life sentences. And now all of a sudden it's it's a death sentence. But, you know, poor narrative. But you know what? I uh we'll, we'll call it an anti-three strikes law which you know as as boots riley put it three strikes is the new lynching there it is um interview end say no more back to the beginning um uh, again you know not as funny the second time or at all uh you're fucking with bc is eh. the 13th track another body count loves body count song that's what they're which, good at I mean, somebody's got to love Body Count. If if and if you don't, if you're in Body Count and you don't love Body Count, should you be in Body Count? Yeah, probably not. Um, I feel like Body Count. They all need the BC. If there is a BC logo tattooed on them, uh, there's to get not. In. But like they a gang, get one. you get a yeah. brand. Uh, Ernie's intro is a hype track for Ernie C. Okay. And Dr. K follows Ernie's intro with the incredible riffs. Dr. K is a good song. It's about Dr. Kevorkian, very topical for 25 years ago, not so much today. I think we are moving into a society where eventually we will be able to choose our own self, euthanasia, and, and uh, you know, As and our should. own life. Um, good song. Good, strong song toward the end of the album. Uh, title track, Last Days, Too Long, but again, another spoken wordy, sing-songy, kind of thing and a very elongated feels like an uh, feels like a final like ice t tends to do these except for a cop killer he tends to do these very long drawn out tracks at the end like a narrative story yeah a little too long but not bad every body count record so far has been just too long i mean not like well this is also a 90s and 80s thing to make these very long cd length album you got 90 you got 80 minutes you better fill it up this is Metallica's fault. This one is about 52 minutes, I believe, which is yeah, it could have been a 35-minute record, really. Could really could have been. Even with uh, the even with the interludes. Yeah, take out the interludes and you take out uh, the three tracks and you're down to 35 minutes. And yeah. 
I, look, I get it. He, you know, he comes from a, a world with all the interludes and Born Dead was the same way, except Born Dead was exceed for me because of Born Dead's half-baked execution. It was painful. I get it. Um, I and, don't know. if the, I, I mean, I feel like this record is better sounding, but a worse record than Born Dead. By wow. By, no, I like it's a better sounding record and the riffs are better and it's better produced clearly. And then again, those, you know, I just feel like maybe this it's weird because like, I wish I could take the lyrics, the good lyrics off this record and put them onto the last record. Maybe these two records should have been one record, but obviously you can't make, you know, written and recorded four years apart. Basically, There there was a lot of, well, I mean, every body count record so far has been uneven. And well, I'll say that another thing is like, what's funny is except for last days and a few other things, for an album with like the blood and the crypts on the front cover, it's not a very gangish record. It's other stuff he's interested in. It's other things. It's less yeah, there's, thug there's life no... and more rich guy life and yeah, you know, it's, social, it's... socially conscious life, which I like the socially conscious stuff. I'll say it again. That's the thing that attracts me to to, to ice and body count is that he's also socially conscious. The, you know, um, the best way I can describe this is this one, just like the last one, is a record that happened. And it's a record that... <laughs> could have been a lot better than it ended up being and and that's you know that the although i think born dead given six more months of work is their best record because musically speaking that album is a fucking banger mm-hmm. but ice was burnt out because he had too much shit going on he couldn't finish I think that's the curse of any creative person that has a lot of endeavors it's hard for him i mean he put out this year alone He's in the new season of SVU. He has two books on the market and he's opening cannabis shops or something. There you so, go. That's, like that's these a lot. guys working and, and working on a new body count album that isn't apparently nearly done. So like the guy is always working. A lot of work. Um, working a lot of work, brain. a lot of stretch. And a lot. And when you stretch, you stretch thin. And sometimes it, it's the thing about body count is it wasn't like he needed body count to be an unqualified success. So, but he was acting like he did, you know, right. maybe that was for Ernie C, maybe that was for Moose Man or Beatmaster V or, you know, D-Rock the Executioner to make them money, but a little more time. Yeah. It, it's a little, lot like, there's a reason why bands used to spend four or five months or a year in the studio making right. it out. It's, it's a lot like um, the soup I made today. If I cooked it a little bit longer, those potatoes would have been better. I get it. Uh, I'll just wrap it up unless there's anything else you want to add to this record. I doubt there is, but I will no, say, you know, re- rest in peace to D-Rock who got killed in a drive-by a few years after this. Ice doesn't make another body count record for seven years until murder for uh, more than seven years, actually almost 10 years, nine years, yeah. murder for hire. So let's say he writes it in eight and they put it out in nine, in year nine after this release. So this release, uh, generally positive reviews apparently for <laughs> last days. Then murder for hire, eh, I didn't really hit with me. I was listening to a lot of new wave of American heavy metal back then, Lamb of God, Kill Switch Engage on Earth, and a lot of European metal, um, Inflamed Soil Work, Dark Tranquility, not listening to, you know, just this kind of record. Miss Me in 2006. And then another gap of eight years. So it's seven years to start working on a new record for whatever, you know, again, TV star, movie star, some rap records in between. 
And then I will just shout out Manslaughter, Bloodlust, and Carnivore are leagues above these three records. We oh my spent a lot God. of time Manslaughter, Manslaughter by itself, which was like respected and loved, but didn't like get no awards or anything. Career making record. Like really like all the good things that are ever good about body count all into one record with better songs. And Except for 99 Problems. We didn't need that. But again, like, I keep trying to tell you that 99 I Problems know, I know. Porno, is Ice's porno. song. No, no, it's Ice's song. It's Ice's idea. Ice invented no, the, I'm not the complaining idea about the cover. of the 99 Problems the but a Bitch Ain't One is a thing that because Jay-Z steals everything and he's got almost no originality except whatever Kanye did for him. Sorry, not sorry. Guy's lame. Lame as fuck. I don't know. No, no, no. He's a business it's guy. Fine. Jay-Z sucks. And so, yeah, I'm going to, I think 99 Problems is Ice taking his own track back, his own legacy back. I like the covers. I like when Body Count does covers. It's actually one of the smartest, best things they ever did live. They do Angel of Death every show, and it's fucking awesome. Great job on institutionalized on that record. Institutionalized, even with the subtle, subtle, subtle racism, (laughs) you know, but I get it. Sometimes, sometimes this stuff is used for comedy. Other times it's derisive. Um manslaughter bloodlust and carnivore bloodlust and carnivore both won grammy awards and were top 10 albums of the year from like decibel so people love these records i my last public thing before the pandemic was hanging out with ice t at the body count listening party for carnivore and he's working on another one there's no reason to believe it won't be you know on the same level uh so like at least in this you know and you know there's certainly no end to his career but it's 60 something iced tea is a different guy than 30 something iced tea that made cop killer i still think cop killer deserves a reissue with cop killer on it sorry everybody's feelings i'm not really that sorry for your feelings it's an important record these last three records are all eights nines ten maybe not a ten but like eights and nines for sure to me and like to me body like the original body count album with cop killer on it is a seven or an eight even though the music is sometimes a six, these agreed, two records agreed. are not are very C tier or lower. And again, like if the, you know those unforgivable things on the lyrics that are not only don't hold up, they're not acceptable, they're not uh, forgivable. That make the record even worse. So like, I'm not I'm not taking that away. It you know it the, the way I'm gonna put this is you know the first album created the seeds of a very interesting a very revolutionary band that changed the face of the world. And the next two records just fed into all the people that derided them. So it's, then they come back later and they come back better than ever. And, you know, even though these last two albums are unlistenable and I will never return to them, everything that comes after it is fucking amazing. So that's all I got. That's in a nutshell. I agree with all that. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, this is, I think this is a good exercise. At least we got to talk about Body Count and Cop Killer, the album and the single. I think it was important to have that discussion in 2022. I could live without these other two records. I definitely love, I, I, lo- I love Manslaughter. I love Carnivore. And Manslaughter, I, love, and I, I think, is my favorite personally. Yeah, I probably would go to Bloodlust myself. And Carnivore is a close second. And Carnivore has colors and six in the morning metal covers which is full circle to the very beginning of our podcast series and he's got it right there and he's got it ready to go with their you know incredible album artwork and this and 
humongous army of dudes on the back that looks like uh, Slipknot or Hollywood Undead. Uh, both inspired by Ice-T, by the way. If you didn't think they were, they are. Um, so anyway, yeah, good stuff. I'm glad we did the series. I'm sorry it was such a slog. Uh, this, this is the second worst series beside what, Quiet Riot for sure. Uh, although maybe actually the Quiet Riot first album is so good mostly so good that it even outshines this series and this might be the you know what it's, we've had to listen to we're gonna call this this series and quiet riot equivalents because dear episode you know episode one of each was hell yeah and then it's like oh god there's more yeah, and well, you just yeah. wish and you kind of wish there wasn't but yeah uh i am gonna say i got nothing more to say i think you need to take us home daddy I will take us home. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please like, subscribe, rate, praise, insult, whatever. Um, I'm going to apologize again for my behavior today. I have been very sick this week, so I have been in on Grandpa's cough syrup, as anyone from Dumb and Dumber knows what precisely what that is by the original star of Dumb and Dumber, who was kicked out for Jeff Fahey. Uh, look it up. But thank you for listening. Please, again, we appreciate everybody's got a podcast. Everybody has a YouTube channel. The fact that you have spent time with us, listening to us talk about a record from 25 years ago is commendable, amazing, and wonderful. As we always say, this is the Glacially Musical Podcast, and it does not play in Peoria.